beautiful, awesome, courageous woman of God listening to this. Thank you for joining our six-week podcast, Divine Discussion Series, where we're here to discuss two fundamental truths. One, we know that God is so good. And two, we women like to talk. We like to self-reflect, and we certainly value our relationships. We might as well create time and space to just talk about how good that God really is. So we're taking six episodes to do that, and we're talking about three key areas as it relates to our relationship with God and our faith. We'll spend two episodes discussing our direct relationship that we have with God, all the amazing things that he's done, everything he's doing right now, how to really pray and deepen this relationship. And by the way, go back and listen to episode one to tune in to Maisie Hartsfield's unique and special testimony of her relationship with God and the true power of grace. We're also going to spend two episodes discussing the depth and intimacy of our relationship with God and how this directly influences the relationship we hold with ourselves from our confidence to our self-worth to our courage and being able to see ourselves the way that God does. I mean, this truly changes everything. And then our last two episodes will be about how our relationship to God and ourselves influences how we interact with others in our lives, how we respond to them, cultivating the right circle of influence, having a true heart for service and sharing and spreading our faith. And as mentioned before, these audio podcasts are meant to be paired with a one-on-one facilitated video sessions that you are welcome to do on your own with a friend or in a group study. Each of these episodes here are meant to highlight a very special guest, leader and influencer of Bay Hope Church to share her own unique insights to our discussion. So for our second episode, we are here today to honor one particular woman to help us discuss how to deepen our communication with God through the power of prayer. So please help me welcome Women's Ministry Coordinator here at Bay Hope Church, Ms. Laura McKay. Thank you so much for joining us today, Laura. We're excited to have you. I'm excited to be here today. Awesome. And I'm sure many of our listeners are part of the Bay Hope family and are very familiar with who you are. But we may have some outside listeners as well. So just to kick this off the right way with a proper introduction, why don't you share a little bit of who you are and what you do around Bay Hope Church. Sure. Um, Like Sam says, my name is Laura McKay, and I am the Women's Ministry Coordinator here at Bay Hope, but I also am the Ministry Coordinator at our USF campus called The Harbor. So I do both of those jobs, (laughs) and they're a lot of fun. I'm also married. I've been married for, it'll be 33 years in May, and I have two adult daughters. Uh, One, um, both of them are married, one that just recently got married. So I'm a mom, and I have uh, two new son-in-laws, so that's pretty exciting, too. That is very exciting. Congrats on that. This is a woman that is constantly moving and grooving and wears a lot of different hats and contributes in so many awesome ways. Out of all the positions that you hold, uh, which would you say is your favorite and, and why? Um, well, that's kind of not fair because <laughs> I love both the women's ministry and the harbor. Um, I think that both of them are so uniquely different, but so much the same because we're all human beings, we're people, and um, it's really cool for me to watch the college ministry um, students and 
to grow into their faith. And it's really cool for me to watch women who have been growing in their faith too. So probably the, the most exciting part of my job is watching people follow Jesus and grow in their faith. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And one of the reasons why I'm so excited to bring Laura on for this particular discussion is when Laura and I first initially met and we were discussing the inception stages of divine discussions and I was just sharing my heart about it with her, we just instantly connected and we were totally on the same page. Uh, and so I'm so excited to have her here uh, for this particular episode and to kick this off really just with, I, I feel a powerful scripture that outlines the power of prayer. I wanted to begin with in Matthew from 7, 7 through 11. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask of him? So Laura, I'd love to bring you in on this. When you hear this scripture, how did that resonate with you in the power of prayer? So I think the really cool thing, first of all, is God wants us to talk with him and bring our requests to him and continue to bring our requests. And again, and again, and again, and just continue seeking him in that intimacy of prayer. But I also love how he compares this as, as a parent-child relationship. Mm -hmm. So he's saying like, hey, um, ask me, ask me. Like you sinful people wouldn't give your um, kids like a horrible gift like a snake if you've asked for you know something else like he's saying come to me like I'm your father I want you I want to give you good things so just keep coming to me and it's really about that relationship of consistency that relationship mm -hmm. of intimacy with the father yeah I love that and I think it also just highlights the idea that we can you know, minimize our expectations of other people and things and truly be maximizing our expectations of God because there really are no limits. And I'm sure there are many listeners that feel very aligned when it comes to prayer. Maybe you already feel as if you're a prayer warrior and you just want to continue your spiritual growth in this area. And some people listening, maybe you feel that your communication with God lately has been lackluster and you really want to improve in this area. So Laura, what do you think are things that may prevent people from maximizing their prayer life the way that they would like to? I think, first of all, we make it harder than it really is. We, we think that we have to have the perfect words or the perfect mm -hmm. pattern of prayer. Um, we don't know how to start and we don't know what to say. I think that is part of the reason why it prevents people from prayer, um, from their prayer life. But also it feels weird. We're talking to somebody that we actually don't have a visual sight on. Um, we're, so it might feel weird to some people. We, like they don't know what to say. And we think it has to be this long drawn out um, prayer when it's just simplicity. You know, we just need to keep it simple. But I think those are the reasons 
why um, some of the reasons why people may not want to pray, you know, or may yeah, not even I know. Agree. Yeah. No one knows how to start. How do you start? Father, God, Lord, you know, what do I say? And I think it's, I think we just complicate everything. <laughs> Absolutely. Our human minds are always overthinking and overanalyzing, thinking we need to show up, you know, a certain way when in reality, God just wants to hear from us. Yeah. Plain and simple. No matter how we show up. <laughs> and that's the most important part. Yeah. And really, when I think about the power of prayer, I mean, that is our direct line of communication with God. Yeah. Right? To be able to talk and, and, and to be able to and be prepared to listen. Right? Because God does love to hear from us no matter how we show up. And I really want to bring in an excerpt from one of my absolute favorite faith books ever. And I know that Laura is with me on this. Many listeners may have heard of this book before. It's called Fervent by Priscilla Shire. And I'm telling you right now, if you have not read this book, you need to go pause this audio and go buy this because it was a game changer for my faith and my prayer life and just the overall outcomes of my life in terms of actually receiving answers to prayers and a deeper connection with God. So I'd like to just share uh, this general framework and outline with everyone and Laura and I will be discussing this together. So she goes over a, a really awesome acronym that we can utilize for the framework of a prayer. Because I think what Laura said um, earlier, was like, where do I even start when it comes to my prayer? Often stops many of us. So this framework is very helpful to utilize in our heads um, when we're prepared to pray. So it's actually, the acronym is PRAY itself, and you break up the word PRAY. So the P stands for praise, uh, beginning the prayer in praise, gratitude for who God is and all the things that he's already done. The R stands for repent. So exposing where we're resisting God, uh, where we can improve and being humble before the Lord. The A is our act and making our requests known and trying to be as personal and specific as we can about what it is that we're seeking or needing from God. And then the why stands for a yes. So this means allowing the prayer to be accentuated through his word. So any scripture that we can include in a prayer is very powerful because God loves to hear his word spoken back to him. So Laura, for you, I mean, I know that you're already familiar with this book. What are your thoughts about this acronym and what strategies um, are you currently practicing either within this acronym or if you have, you know, your own systems or rituals for prayer that you find most meaningful for you? Uh, we'd love to hear about it. So I've been using this acronym for a long time. I learned it when I was um, younger and it just makes everything simple for you. You know, we should come to the Father praising him and acknowledging who he is. He is holy. He is good. He is righteous. He, he is merciful. And I think coming to him with that first, that praise and recognition of who he is, is so important. It helps set the tone right for our prayer. Cause then we're saying, okay, we know you are holy. And this lines up so well with the Lord's prayer. So if you think about what the disciples really asked, one of the things that they asked Jesus is, Lord, teach us to pray because they watched 
him go away and pray to his heavenly father. And so this kind of follows along in the, if you know the Lord's prayer, um, it's in Luke 6, uh, 9 through 13. Um, and it's our father in heaven. I'm reading from the ESV version. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. And that kind of follows that pattern of mm -hmm. praise, repent. We need to come to him in repentance because yes, we're forgiven of our sins, but we sin daily. So there's that repentance that we need to acknowledge that we did something wrong. Maybe you gossiped, maybe you got angry at somebody. Um, whatever that sin looks like in your life, we need to repent of it because God is holy and he needs us to be holy. And we are holy through Christ, but we mm -hmm. still need to repent before we come to him and ask him for personal and specific requests, which could be so simple as Lord be with me today. Help me to choose my words correctly. Give me a great mm -hmm. attitude. Um, help me to see you in creation, uh, whatever it is, praying for those that are sick and those that are hurting, um, asking for wisdom. I ask for wisdom a whole lot because I, I need that daily. And then, um, you know, the yes part of that is just that accentuated with his word. Like, yes, I'm, I'm trusting you. I'm believing you that you're hearing my prayer. Um, so I think that that lines up with that. Um, the Lord's prayer really great because it's adoration. You know, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We're adoring him. We know who he is. Mm. We're saying, yes, you are father. You are holy. You are awesome. You are righteous. And then that, um, that repentance, you know, that we have. And then in, into that petition, like give us our daily bread. God wants to give us our daily needs. Just like, it, you know, we just read in that verse in Matthew 7. He wants to give us good things. Um, that doesn't mean that you pray for a car and you're going to get a car, or a new house. It's things that are inside his will. You know, he's not, it's not like, I think sometimes people mix up praying to um, God, like rubbing a magic genie and just mm. to answer all of our wishes. And there's a process in prayer. It's coming before him. Is your heart repentant? Are you asking things in his will? Um, the things that are good for you because you've been in his word and you've been listening to um, his uh, scriptures and, and knowing that, you know, you need a heart adjustment. And yes, praying for someone's salvation is, is that in his will? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Pray for those things. Um, and then knowing that it's going to take time for answers. I think everyone, I think that's what discourages people from prayer. They're like, well, okay, Lord, I prayed. Now I want that answer right now. And that's just not how it works. I've prayed for things for, for example, my husband, um, we wanted him to go full time in his job. We, I prayed, it was a 17 year prayer of him being full time. So he didn't have to work multiple jobs. And when he finally answered that prayer for him to be full time at his job, it was the perfect time for him to be there. Mm -hmm. Because if it would have happened sooner, my husband would have missed out on all of our daughter's band performances, um, being part of anything that they were doing in high school or middle school. So there's a, there's a reason and a season for how God answers our prayers. But being able to pray this way, praise, repent, ask, and yes, is such a great way to start your prayer life um, because it's simple. 
and we, we, we need to keep it simple. This doesn't need to be complicated. It's like talking to your friend. And I don't mean to like that. God is holy. So yes, we, we know that, but that conversation should be that easy. Excuse me, that easy. Absolutely. There was so much good stuff uh, that you, you said there. And I think that this framework, you're right. It takes something that can be so complex or sometimes seem daunting. And now we have this very simple framework mm -hmm. to really just plug and play in, in pretty much anything or in any area of our life. And one thing I want to hit on that I think was really special that you said was the idea of timing and how often uh, when we pray, we want that immediate return or that immediate answer. And somehow we feel that if we're not receiving that, then it must mean that God doesn't care or that he isn't hearing the prayer. Like God always sees, he always knows, he's always there, he always cares. It's just that his timeline is often very different uh, from ours. And often the answered prayer uh, may show up differently than what we thought it should look like in our human mind. But what God has in store is bigger and better than what we can imagine. So I'm curious for you, Laura, in that regard, what would you say is one of the biggest testimonies of your life in terms of the power of prayer? And, and maybe the answer to the prayer didn't even look exactly like what you intended, but you still know in your heart and in your gut that it was an answered prayer. Uh, I, I have so many of those experiences, which is great to say. You know, I think the biggest one for, the, there's a couple that are really big in my life. And so since I'm a mom, I've been praying for my kids for a very long time. And I started with um, using um, power of a praying parent. Um, I've prayed for scripture over them um, and for them. I So just watching how God has worked in their lives, the prayers that I have prayed for them for years coming to fruition as they became adults and like you almost forget like oh i prayed that way back then i prayed that was a long time ago that i prayed that and i see how you have worked in their lives lord and and being able to thank him for that um and then being able to celebrate that with like yes lord you were listening like that's just one of those things that just is another thing to um for our faith in him is like yeah i I see that you were listening all that time. You saw the tears when it was hard. You saw the laughter when it was good. And you saw the celebrations, Lord, and all the ways that I prayed for them. And as I continue to pray for my daughters and now my sons-in-laws, like those prayers are so powerful. They are just, so, I like start praying for them while they're in the womb because it like God is working. And I think the other thing for me is in my own life to watch how God has transformed me through some really difficult times where, you know, we struggled financially for a very long time. Um, and I watched God, God's provision through that. Like you there, we come to the end of the week and we had $20 in our checking account and we got to have pizza that night. And the girls never got sick during that time. And we always were able to pay our bills. Like there, it, his provision comes in so many different ways. So, you know, maybe you're praying about your finances. Then we prayed about our finances. We both worked. It just, you know, it just 
just that time, that season in our life where things were, were difficult. And it wasn't like God dropped, you know, a ton of money in our laps. What he did do is he kept providing for our needs and he kept our daughters and us healthy, you know? So those are really two big ways that I've seen him work in my life. And then just the transformation of who I am, you know, by spending time in word and prayer with him um, and how he has changed me over the years and um, has grown me into um, the person that I am now. So, which is super cool. I love that so much. Thank you for sharing. And like one of the things that really stood out and it actually gave me the tingles is the idea that God doesn't forget. Like there are things that, like you said, we'll we'll pray about and kind of like take them off of our radar. And we even forget that we prayed about them because they're just so deep rooted, like into our being or our desires, but somehow we just don't think that they're ever going to come to fruition. But God knows and he doesn't forget. And he always brings it back up to remind us of just how much he loves us and how much he's been listening. So yeah. I think that that's an awesome, awesome reminder of that. And what are what are some ways right now, Laura, currently in your life that you're asking for God to move? Um, so professionally in my ministry areas, just looking at the next season of what women's ministry is going to look like, I have I have prayed for women's ministry, and God had given me a vision for it, and He keeps molding and shaping it and um, so my prayer is I want to do the next thing that he wants me to do. I want to be so obedient mm-hmm. in listening for his voice, um, in, in women's ministry and at USF and at USF, it's a whole lot different because it's a whole different kind of community. So the prayers for there is for, um, the students to know who Jesus is because they're told so many lies and they're, they're told that like Jesus doesn't exist, the Bible's a fallacy, but we want we want these guys, these guys and girls to know the truth that Jesus is real, that the Bible is the Bible, and that the truth, the only truth, is mm. God's truth. And so for that, uh, for USF, for that, and you know, and continuing for women's ministry is for women to grow in their faith um, and knowledge of Jesus Christ and. And because they are growing, families will change. Like these change, like these prayers change the trajectory of families and mm-hmm. of, of friends and lives across borders, like prayers like that. So once women start and students and, and met, like once we all start studying God's word and start really praying about things, it's, it's life changing. Mm. One thing that you said that really stood out, um, I didn't have this down originally, but you're, you're moving my heart here, is the idea of being obedient and truly listening to God. And I think part of the communication component with God, of course, is for us to show up and to praise, to repent, to make our ask, right? And then there's another portion of the communication where we actually are called to listen to God and to be obedient. So for you, when it comes to listening, I mean, what does that mean for you and to to be obedient? Um, It's, so I think being obedient, we, as human beings, we're all like, we all push against that. We, there's this defiance in us that, no, I don't want to do that. I have said no to God before, like, no, Lord, I don't want to do that. 
And he was like, no, but you will do that. Um, and it's as simple as getting, uh, the Holy Spirit nudging you while you're in the line for um, at a ca cashier, you know, you're coming up to the cashier and he's like nudging me saying, you need to tell her that she's beautiful. And I was like, for real, Lord, like, this is so weird. And, and I just, I stopped fighting that. I stopped fighting those little nudges to do something, to say something um, and just do it. Because mm. I don't know, he knows, I don't know what that person needs. So when he nudges me, I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll do it. I will look ridiculous for you, Lord, because I want to be obedient. Because being obedient is more important than how I appear <laughs> to people, which sounds so silly. But and I also think obedience is um, showing God how much I love him. Mm. He has done so much for me. He gave his only son for me. And because of that love, my response, I should be compelled to be obedient to him. And I just, you know, I just re just think that we make it again, we make it so complicated. Um, we we don't want to do something, but he just like a mother and or a father with their child, we he knows what's best for us. So when he's pushing us or guiding us or leading us, he's not going to like, he, we, cause we have free will. He's not going to push us to do mm -hmm. that. He's going to wait for us. And he's going to say, I told you, if you'd have just done it my way, it would have been so mm -hmm. much better. <laughs> just being obedient in that time and then listening to him. So I'll do, I'll pray. I will pray. And then I have a time where I just pause and I be, and I'm still, and I listen and I listen for his voice and I look for him in scripture and what he's trying to tell me. Um, so I think that kind of goes along with the prayer is like at the end of that, after you're finished, it's not just, amen, thanks God, I'll see you tomorrow. It's amen, let me wait. Let me wait and mm. let me hear your voice. And that's so important. I, and sometimes I forget to do that. And I'm like, oh man, I didn't even, I didn't even wait for you. I just went on to my next thing, so. Thank you so, so much for saying that. This is something that I've actually learned relatively recently in my spiritual walk. It's just the power of taking that pause that mm -hmm. you're referring to and really seeing what just comes up in the spirit and like being still and being present and listening and waiting to yep. hear from God. I think that that is so, so beautiful. So as we bring this to a close, Laura, I, you know, I want these podcasts to be positioned to help our listeners and help these women go into action so that they hear great stories, are super inspired, they hear some new perspectives, but ultimately that it gets utilized and moved into action to influence in a positive way. So just from you sharing your story and your insights today, what do you feel, you know, are some specific call to action activities that a listener could um, do to really enhance their prayer life? So um, first I want everyone to remember to keep it simple, keep it real and continue to pray. Those are three things like keep it simple, keep it real, keep it up. I learned those as I um, did a prayer course by Peter Gregg. Um, and I thought, oh, that's, 
that's easy. Keep it simple. Keep it real. Keep it up. Keep doing it. But the call to action that I would have for the listeners, especially the ones that are beginning to pray, is I would write down, I would, I would have a prayer journal and um, I would write down your prayers. What are you praying for? Date it, write it down. You don't have to write the whole prayer out. Just write down what you, what the specific, specific thing that you are asking God to do. Maybe you have a child that is um, struggling with addiction. Write it down, write, write, mm. write it down. Maybe you have um, a child who is being bullied at school. Write it down, write all these specific prayers down and then, and date it. Dating it is super important. And keep this journal, keep going through. And when God answers those prayers, because he will go back and write in there. And I do this. I write answered and I put the date. <laughs> so simple. Because what that does is it, it not only shows you, it. You, first of all, you'll go back and you'll read those things. And as you reread them, it's like you're repraying them. Like you're asking God, like the verse said, ask, keep on asking, seek, keep on seeking. And so write those down. <laughs> And it's so interesting because you're going to go back to that and you're going to say, wow, like God heard my prayer, like answered that specific prayer. And those become your testimonies. Those become your stories so that you can tell other people, this is how God worked in my life. And specifically, I asked for this, this date, and he answered it this date. So cool. It is so cool to do that. In my um, office at home, I got a whiteboard and on the whiteboard, I sectioned it out and I put like family and then I put my husband's name and my daughter's names and I put um, my uh, son-in-law's names and that's, it's just family. And then, and, and I wrote on, it's a right on whiteboard board. I wrote their names on each little section of it. And then I would write specific things that I wanted God to do in their lives or, or prayers that I wanted to answer. One happened to be like pass an exam, um, um, find a job, um, grow in their faith, whatever it was. And then I got to go back and I would just write answered. And it's so cool to see that physical um, thing that shows God, God answered this. And it's like a celebration. That's where that pray, like, thank you, Father. Like, look what you did. You did this. I prayed and you just, you heard me because you love me so much and you want to give me good things and look what you did. And it's so, so cool to do that. So find a place, maybe it is a whiteboard, maybe it's a journal, but keep those things because you wanna go back and you wanna recognize that not only is um, God good, but He, his love for you, you'll see in those answered prayer and, and, you will, and your faith will continue to grow through that. Um, but keep it simple. Don't complicate this. It's not a complex. And we used to laugh the kids at, um, when I would tuck them in at night and I would say, and I was teaching them one night, I was like, Oh, I said, you don't have to pray like, Oh dear, dearest, heavenlyest, fathereth, you know, like in old English or whatever you just say, Hey God, it's me. Like, I'm really struggling with this. Can you help me? Amen. And throughout the day, those are called breath prayers. Help me, Lord. I need you, mm. God. You know, and so a prayer can be really long and you can write all your requests down or you can have breath prayers throughout the day that are like, 
It's like taking a breath in and taking a breath out. Maybe it's before you go into a big meeting or do a big presentation and you're like, God, help me with this. Help me with my words. You know, amen. Like simple. We just be, just keep it simple. Keep it simple. I have some resources for everybody because I, I have done some of these classes. Of course, Fervent is a game changer by Priscilla Shire. That is a game changer to how you will pray for not only yourself, but your family and your passion and focus. I mean, there's so much in that. So I, that totally changed my prayer life too. Um, another resource is how to pray. It's a simple guide for normal people, uh, for normal people. It's uh, by Pete Gregg and he has a prayer course. Um, it's prayercourse.org and he goes through the simple ways to pray. Um, and he also has, um, a prayer course on and a book on unanswered prayer, which I think is very, very good to um, to listen to, to understand that God is not mean and he's not 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 answering your prayers on purpose. There's reasons for that. And I think that's a whole nother conversation. Um, but those things like the prayercourse.org, there's actually like he has a toolbox in there where you can click down there, click on it and you can get certain prayers or certain techniques for a way for you to pray. But also the easiest thing too is to open up scripture and pray his word back to him. Mm. And actually insert um and I did this for the girls for for years is um you can insert their names into the prayer. I'm trying to find I think it was in Ephesians that I I used a lot just to give everyone uh, an example of that is uh let me see okay like so maybe a prayer for spiritual strength maybe someone's having you know having trouble being strong in their faith and then you can just it's ephesians 4 uh 3 14 for this reason i bow my knees before the father from whom every family in heaven on earth is named that according to the riches of his glory he may grant and then you, it says you, but let's just say he may grant Sam to be strengthened with power through her spirit in her inner being. You see how you're repeating his word back to him, but instead of using like you or him or his, you're actually putting a physical name in there. And that's a beautiful way to pray. Mm. So much good stuff right now. Like I'm inspired. I want to go pray. I probably will once we wrap up here. So there you have it, ladies. Uh, the idea of writing down prayers, keeping track of when these prayers get answered as a reminder and evidence of God's love, as well as some super awesome resources that we can utilize and keeping it simple and keeping it up and using scripture, personalizing it, putting our own names in it and really just getting started and spending time with God. So thank you so much, Laura, for joining us today. This was a delightful conversation. It was so exciting to have you. Thank you, it was my pleasure. All right, I think that's a wrap.